Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Jay Ryan Douglas and I am back with a clinical nurse consultant by the name of Dennis O'Connor. This guy, we've had some great conversations in the past. We've talked about uh, terrain theory, germ theory. We've looked into mental illness, depression. We've opened up discussion on a huge range of topics which you can find in the archive of Earth Heroes TV. And today we are going to look at one of the hot topics in our culture right now, uh, particularly in Australia, as well as internationally, globally. This is something relevant for all of us. And it has to do with masks. And also we're going to dive deeper into understanding not just the impact that masks have, but how that impacts our environment, as well as our mental uh, state, our psychological state, and also lastly, touching on the spiritual implications of the mask. And you might have many questions at this point, as do I, and we're going to open this conversation up with Dennis O'Connor. I just want to thank you for joining us in this live preview. We're going to cut it up into two parts. So this is going to be part one, part two. We're going to do a little bit deeper on an uncensored platform. We're going to invite you in at the end. But first first and foremost, Dennis, welcome back to another episode, mate. This is always good to have these conversations. Good to see you, man. Even just listening to your intro, it just it just actually gets me frustrated. I hate to say it. So I'll, I'll try not to rant on this. But uh, even the fact that we have to break this discussion into two parts because my channel would get deplatformed, I find absolutely horrendous. And uh, then we've also had this, where we live at the moment, we've had masks kind of mandated, especially in some situations. And uh, we, we're, we're going we're to have a look at whether there is rationale or whether there is any common sense behind that. Well, it seems, you know, there's this, this global pandemic that we're experiencing and germs could be spread. So we've got to cover the germs, whether they're the sources. It makes sense, right, to cover your face up and wear a mask? Well, you would think that. And one of the analogies that I like to kind of throw out there is, and hopefully I don't offend too many people with this, is that, uh, you know, if you just look in a straight line, the earth is obviously flat. So yeah, are, things, are things always as they seem? That's a good point. Not necessarily always. That's yes, a good point. absolutely. So I think one of the first, I've made a few notes here because there's just so many segues we can go into. But I'm, uh, the, the way I split it up was the first part of it might be the physical domain about how they affect us and how uh, they actually work in a physical manner as well. And what we have to realize is that we have everything from cloth masks being suggested all the way through to what are called N95 masks. And remember, I used to work in a hospital. I used to work in, in uh, theater settings. I worked in intensive care settings. So I had to wear masks. Okay. And I thought that was, you know, for the health implication reasons. I was going to touch on this a little bit later, but yep. 
surely like when you were as a nurse yep. and you had to cover your face up what was the main purpose of that the main purpose of that was to stop droplets falling into wounds and to stop splashes of things getting onto us it's very physically based absolutely and then you also have to be educated about how to wear masks properly they educate you on how we to wear it in case you wear it where down in here, case we're touching it there. in case we're mobilizing it we right. also take it off periodically and we have to dispose of them after a certain period of time mm -hmm. so when i'm looking around at the general public being told that they have to wear masks and there is no education going on behind it essentially um i i i'm really quite baffled so then what we do is we take it down from them from the the mask with the tiniest little holes in it which is your n95 mask all the way down to uh to the the material masks which we can wear and what we have to understand is how tiny viruses are okay so they are measured in the these impossible increments that we need an electron microscope to look at okay so if i had a virus on my hand i wouldn't be able to see it far from it absolutely far from it but more to the point the, with a cloth, ma a cloth mask, there's an analogy that's thrown around quite a lot. A cloth, ma a cloth mask to stop a virus is similar to a mosquito. You're trying to stop it to a chain link fence. Okay? <laughs> I understand. So then we have this... So virtually yeah. impossible. It's, it's impossible, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So, so then we have what sounds like a very um, rational explanation, the fact that a mask will stop droplets. Okay? But then we have to think about this a little bit further. We have these, these recent, we've got 40 odd years of peer reviewed research in all sorts of high level magazines that basically essentially tell us that masks are not, effect, are not effective in any way about with spreading a virus, okay? And it, even to the point where there were some studies that suggested that masks actually were useless even in surgery. And you had a small cohort of surgeons that for that reason would not wear masks even doing operations. So that they weren't worried about the splashback. The, the, the empirical data suggested that this made no difference to outcome. Right. Which is quite incredible. So, so people don't realize that this information is actually available and it's actually out there. So do you have any uh, reference points, examples that we could uh, share with the viewers on what might be relevant and if they wanted to go further, we could drop that in the comments later? Or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think we might do that in, in, the par in part two. Uh, and maybe just chuck a few links or put them in the description or something. Yeah, but there's, yeah. there's a stack of research on this. Even right. it, what I find quite in trouble, the, the, C, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization, previous to this year, had information telling us that masks were ineffective and now that's been taken down. Right. And, the, and what we're led to believe is that new research and new science totally turns our 40 years worth of science on its head because what they've done is they've looked at airflow studies and the stopping of droplets. And there is an assumption and a correlation, not a causation, it hasn't been proven, that because we're stopping droplets, we are potentially stopping a virus, okay? But if we actually look at aerosols as compa uh, compared to droplets, and we do our airflow tests on aerosols, we find that aerosols come out all around the mask, and you could actually argue that uh, they can come out in a more upward direction and spread further and longer if they, they drop but gravity pulls it down absolutely the so there's actually quite valid arguments on the face of it about about how illogical masks are okay right and so could we flesh out a little bit more on the physical um you know impacts that wearing masks has on the mass majority it seems that without the proper education and training on how to utilize them in the most effective way they can be essentially 
um, invalid or un unuseful. And so what does it take? What, what are the other implications physically that the mask have on our Excellent physical body? So people don't realize that um, carbon dioxide mm -hmm. in water forms a thing called carbonic acid. This is your soda stream makers essentially, right. okay? So it makes, it makes fluids more acidic. Now, if your airflow is being blocked, you are partially breathing carbon dioxide, which raises your pH in your, sorry, which lowers your pH in your blood yep. by a tiny measure, which makes your blood more acidic. And we have strong, strong correlations, which show that a more acidic environment in your body causes a whole host of health problems. Right. And we also have some studies that are recently that are suggesting that we have what is called hyper, hypoxia, which means low oxygen, and hypercapnia, which is high carbon dioxide, which may be associated with neurological changes. And some neurosurgeons are saying that these changes may be irreversible if prolonged. Whoa, okay. Maybe we could tap into that psychological effects of those neuropathways and what, what, what that you know, how that could impact us long-term if something like this. Because the thing is, like, here, Far North Queensland, they're mandating uh, masks. Okay, no worries. Like, if I have to uh, just put it on to go and collect my food or just to walk to the table to have my dinner, like, and it's going to be done in three days, it seems like, yeah, that's a, you know, reasonable, you know, task to ask out of us. However, what you're saying is that it's kind of useless if we don't know how to manage that and if we're taking it off, putting it on and moving it around and, and then it's kind of like, what is the impact this might have on us psychologically is my biggest concern if this is longer term than just three days. What if this is three months or three years or the rest of our culture? Yeah, so so many uh, branches to go down with, with that. But, and, and I think what we have to do is, is, is a lot of people seem to, whether it's because they're paralyzed for, by fear, seem to just have lost that mechanism to be able to step back and critically think. And when we have, for example, if I'm standing at a bar and or, or, or a restaurant counter and I have to wear a mask, but then I've got to, I can sit over here without a mask, the logic about how that is going to make any difference to anybody, anybody's health is absolutely beyond me. Mm. It's absolutely beyond me. And people don't realize that we have lots of evidence of looking at viruses over decades. And we have papers from the 80s, the 90s that track coronaviruses starting in one continent and then after two or three months going to another continent. And the idea is that these guys get caught on airflows and can circulate around the world. So I'm kind of at a loss to see if you've got a viral particle that can travel around the world, how me wearing a mask at a counter and then sitting down and taking it off is going to do anything for viral spread. Yeah, good point. So there, there seems to be a few like missing pieces here, um, but keeping it on the focus of mask yep. and, and really the in, impact that that has on us as humans mm. in these different areas of life, is including our environment, you know, what are some of these bigger impacts that because what they're suggesting is that if you wear a mask, then you've got to chuck it away once you finish wearing it, right? And then you've got to get a new mask. So, or, you know, you use the cloth mask and you wash it and you reuse it. So say, for example, 7.4 billion people in the world decided, yes, it's a good idea to wear a mask. How does that impact our environment? So just from memory, and I might be a little bit off with my facts and figures because I'm always throwing these different things around in my head, you know, but uh, I think the figures are something like for, for masks being produced, there's something like 120 billion masks being made every month. Wow. 
and that equates roughly, again, I might be a bit off on the figures, to about 3 million masks being used a day. So, I mean, if you can kind of, in any small way, figure out the amount of resources mm. that are going into that production, and those things are getting disposed of. Those things get disposed of. And again, if we have this vector, which is one of the worst things that we've ever seen, which is killing people in millions and millions and millions, I can't quite understand how um, I've got to be wearing this thing in front of my face to save my life and to, 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 to make sure granny doesn't get killed. But then after I take it off and it's heavily contaminated with all this stuff that's protected you and saved your life, I can just pick it up and throw it. And the disposal of this almost nuclear, uh, you know, radioactive piece of things, piece of thing that was in front of my face. Um, somebody else can just walk on and pick it up and chuck it in the bin. Anything can happen when it just goes in the rubbish tip or wherever. So, so there's a few little parts of this that I'm, I'm not really getting. Yeah, me, me too. And just listening to you with the experience of being a clinical uh, nurse consultant, it seems curious for me just to like really unpack this a little bit further because there has to be some rationale as to why they're mandating these these masks you know there, there must be and I, I'm, I, I want to stop you there Shay because I think that's something that we have to tackle in part two and I certainly have very strong views on why this is happening and again it's it's kind of with 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 sadness that that uh you know we've got to just break this into um, two parts essentially, and, and I'm not in a position as somebody who, you know, I don't call myself, I, I kind of like to think of myself as somebody who can read research very well, can interpret and can deliver information from people who are far cleverer than me to people who don't know this stuff. And I've got about, you know, more than 20 years experience to back it up. So I feel it's a, a bit tragic that, um, that I have to actually censor myself and we can't have a balanced discussion. And there's some other people, again, who are way more qualified than me, who have been deplatformed on channels like YouTube, who are not being allowed to deliver a narrative in the mainstream. And I've, I've got very serious concerns about this. Yeah, I'm hearing that. And so the biggest thing that we can take away from this without um, overexposing ourselves, essentially, is to maybe potentially look at the spiritual implications that masks may have on us, positive or negative, and how that um, potentially disconnects us from. So, so I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, have, pose a rhetorical question to you. And if and Shay, I don't know. I'm sure people who know Shay know, know knows that he is a breathwork coach, and he is actually a business coach, and he knows a lot of stuff about the, the uh, about some great psychology and how your body works and how it connects to things like abundance and spirituality. And I, I want to pose that question to you, who is very entrenched in that area, about the, the possible physical slash psychological effects that may actually impact on spiritual growth, yeah. based on, on the concerns that I've expressed to you. Thanks, Dennis. I appreciate that introduction. I just wanted to be clear that I actually know very little, and I'm actually learning so much tremendously every day, particularly in the space of this spiritual realm which it crosses things physical emotional psychological and goes beyond our comprehension of actually what we can see taste touch smell or feel and it's way beyond actually my comprehension as a limited being but what i do have trust in is that there is things within our field that potentially we can't see or hear right so we talk about um the the uv rays of light that humans have only 
less than 1% uh, ability to be able to see the spectrum, full spectrum of light that's available. We also have this limited capacity to hear certain sounds. We've got your beautiful dog with us here today. And if you have dog whistle, it's likely the dog would pick it up, but we wouldn't, right? So we can accept that there is so much going on in this realm of our reality and what, what is reality. And so for me, looking at the spiritual element of it is fascinating because to have an awareness that there is you know, a connectedness between all physical elements, like a connectedness between you and I, there's something that connects us to the planet, there's something that connects us to the plants and the birds and the bees, then how is it that masks are impacting us on a spiritual level by, and it's like this, this notion of, I guess for my answer for you would be to look at how we are um, potentially disconnect. It's disconnecting us further from sharing our truth by connecting to our you know, potential to see beyond the veils and the mask and the, the physical, that there is so much more going on on a deeper level that is beyond our comprehension um, rationally. So are you saying to a certain extent then that, that just outside of the, the physical thing that we can see with masks, there's so much more to our environment that we just can't perceive? And you're suggesting that apart from the, the things I'm talking about, there are things that are being blocked that are very vital for us to be connecting with each other potentially. And, and we, are, we're, we're, we may be damaging that, that beautiful, I guess, synergy that we have when, we, when we're together and when we're communicating. Would that, would that be? Absolutely, that's a great way to round it off. And yeah. I wanted to just touch on some of the science that's available today yeah. that I feel is really fundamental to our existence, which is knowing that what makes up the physical environment that we find ourselves in is 0.01%. And so if, if we look at the subatomic atom through quantum physics, then we know that we are mostly space. And that's really hard for a lot of people to comprehend this notion that, you know, this table is not physical, like this body is very physical. Yet, when we really break it down, down to subtle, subtle energies, when we zoom in with a microscope into the sun, for example, which looks very physical, it gives us sun, light and heat and energy. And, and we zoom in so far and we zoom in as far as we can, what do we see? A subatomic atom, the same subatomic atom that makes up our human physical flesh. And why is that relevant to talking about Mars? Is because it seems that there is this mandate that we are, that we use this physical, very physical object to cover up our our face, which is, you know, our, our the, how we are seen to the world, how we present ourselves to the world is very much through our face because it's how we connect through our senses. It's where our eyes are located, our nose, our mouth, our ears. This is a central part of our um, physical being, right, as well as the sensory being because what actually connects our consciousness, if we think about the consciousness being the intelligent source where we we're able to connect to through stillness and we experience the physical realm through these senses, then the masks are blocking that innate capacity to smell and to taste and to sense the world that we find ourselves in. Would you suggest, and I, and I know where I, hopefully this is not a loaded question, I'm always conscious of, of, of not trying to lead people towards my, my conclusions with my questions, but I'm sure I kind of inadvertently do that. But um, would you suggest that that the mask is a, a, a very big flag for fear 
and being in a fear response would mitigate the stillness that you need to be able to connect to something greater than us. Mm. Would that be something that, that's relevant? That's a great question, and there is relevance in that. And I guess to keep it accessible for all people is at this situation, you know, there's probably two main types of people. There's those who are choosing, uh, I'm going to do the right thing here and I'm just going to do and be obedient, do what they sell me to do and wear a mask and it's only to go to the shops and I only have to do it when I'm going to dinner and I'm just going to comply. Then there's another you know, type of person who's going to say, no, I'm certainly not going to do this because it's you know, potentially against my civil rights as a human being to choose how I present myself to the world. And so we also might find people in between who are not sure and actually don't know their own rights, don't know where they stand, and maybe are even also afraid of doing the, the right or the wrong thing and stuck in this place where they're just surrendering and letting go and, and actually submitting and avoiding and any confrontation or experience. And so with all of that, the, the connecting thread here is that it comes down to very much an individual decision. We can recognize that you're an individual person, I'm also an individual person, but what is the theme, the connecting thread that connects all of us here? And we have to recognize that we're all, you know, if you're watching this human being on this earth, having a physical experience, maybe you can recognize that there's some psychological mental, emotional part of your existence in your body. And this whole idea of spirituality might be total kind of wacky woo-woo concept. But what I love about being in the world today is that the fact that we are living in one of the most significant times in human history as far as we know it. We can look back through history and see devastations of war and revolutions and a whole variety of different um, life-changing, culturally shifting paradigm changing experiences yet today we get to experience it on first hand and and what what we're noticing is this cross path this cross pollination of science which has given us the evidence-based uh, factual information as well as this ancient wisdom that has come through the ages being passed down that enables us to look within ourselves for how we feel about the choices that are presented to us. And, and ultimately, I think this is a really key takeaway for us to, to look at within what is going on when presented with this mandate of wearing a mask. How does that make us feel? And to go on a little bit deeper, for me, if I share openly, initially that gave me a lot of anxiety. I didn't feel good about it. I didn't have those yay, really tingly, this is feeling amazing, joyful experiences. I was kind of like, whoa, that feels kind of, um, I don't know how to you know, navigate all of this. I'm feeling a little bit um, kind of extremely anxious, a little bit confident, like not sure how to deal with the confrontation, not sure what I should, because uh, there's this fear, you know, like fear of people are going to reject me or accept me or both, no matter what side I choose, I'm likely going to be feared, uh, rejected and accepted by a certain group of people in both situations here. When fundamentally, if I know that we are all connected through these subatomic atoms, which makes up the majority of the universe, then I fundamentally know that we're all connected and we're all one when it seems this 
this choice is polarizing people and separating people. It's, it's creating this deeper illusion that we are separate from one another when it seems through doing the work, through journeying with uh, sacred plant medicines and through understanding and sitting in stillness, I've come to realize that we are all connected, in fact, and all parts of the human body are connected. There's not, you know, we, it's not compartmentalized where we have, it's just the physical, then it's just the emotional, then it's just the, um, you know, psychological. But in fact, it's all the same. And there are different areas to the body that make it function and has a purpose. But in fact, we're, it's all one incredible load of stuff you've covered there and and what i what i always feel is i think one of my callings to a certain extent is to sometimes bridge that gap through my knowledge of the industry the medical industry towards what you're talking about and it's quite incredible to listen to you talk about that from from just a belief and an, and an exper experiential point of view but for anybody watching this i would like to kind of back up what shay what you're saying that there are a ton of experiments to actually these are, these are legitimate proper experiments that actually validate what you're talking about mm. about that there is something outside of what we can experience and, and sense and i also want to i guess you know tell you that I, I i take note of what you're saying here about this divisiveness that something so simple um has created a, this division in our society i'm guessing what you're saying is is you are in the non-master kind of uh Group. I certainly am, and I find it incredibly offensive this term anti-masker. Incredibly offensive. If I, if you asked me, would you like to marry me, and I say no, Shay, it's okay. I'm not an anti-marriager. The, 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 this, this is weaponization of vocabulary, and it's incredibly offensive, and it creates division. And I want to talk more about that in part two. Yeah, let's say that for part because two. Uh, that's another rabbit hole we're going down. And the 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 uh, same the same with yourself. This this uh, it is it is absolutely polarizing. Mm. Um, and I think for us, we're, we're usually I mean, your Earth Heroes channel is a great example of just promoting something harmonious and something collective and something beautiful. And to have something that you know our our, our great leaders and I say that with a lot of sarcasm have, are are throwing onto us to create division. I have a lot of skepticism about why this is being done interesting conversation to open up and i'm really excited i want to invite you guys thank you for watching and jo joining in with us we are just having the conversation we want to invite you to join us and we're going to do a part two to this on earth heroes tv which is a uncensored platform where you can view a whole variety of different topics from health wellness and we look at mostly self-care people care and earth care, they're the three main values that we really look at and the intentional videos that we create. And so you can do that in the description, you'll see the invites um, and the link to join. Uh, There's a seven day free trial and it's extremely affordable, only $19 a month and enables us to... I'm, I'm gonna put a little bit of pressure on you, man, but um, for my YouTube subscribers, can I give them a 30 day free? Absolutely. Whoa. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, you, you didn't mention I'm surprised, but Shay has just uh, completed a documentary movie, which mm. has just gone live, and you can see that. And I'd love for you yep. to talk to have a few words about that. Absolutely. Thanks, Dennis. So the idea with the film is to really empower people, to inspire people, and really bring people into a deeper sense of connection. And we've done that through the 
the format of visual storytelling through this documentary, where which really looks at what's going on globally and some of the challenges that we're faced with from you know, financial um, hardship that we're going to, that probably many small businesses are facing. The uh, environmental impact, you know, it's, it, we can see clearly that, uh, you know, you only need to look in, out to the beaches and into the ocean to see the amount of plastic and, and, and uh, species that we're losing. We look at also the, um, the deeper levels of a social impact, how it impacts us socially as human beings and to, to interact on a deeper felt sense level from feeling based relating. And so, Instead of focusing on the solutions, we uh, the problems, we really focus on the solutions. And we, we cover a diverse range of different stories. Got people some doing wonderful in things. There. Yeah, we've been, had the opportunity to be Dr. Bruce Lipton. Uh, we've got Dr. Zach Bush on there and some other phenomenal people, experts in their field who cover just such tremendous value and insight. Uh, but ultimately, what they are all suggesting is that the journey begins within. It starts with each of us looking internally, having that moment of stillness, connecting to the higher intuitive knowing that comes from what we've talked about where serotonin is created in the gut and, and how what, what Dennis even relates to, you know, understanding the physiology to understand deeper elements to our spirituality as well. And there's a definitely a connecting thread here. And I know for me, even at first, it, it seemed too simplified. You know, this, the world's problems that we're faced with are quite complex and there's a lot of layers to it. And it didn't make that much sense to, you know, just suggest to someone that you've got to look within. What does that even mean to sit in meditation? And, and you know, there was a lot of resistance there for me. And so that's why I've been on the journey over the last years. It's taken us two years to make this film now and really unpacking what it means to be a human in today's world and how we can have a positive impact if we come into that deeper state of awareness. And what we're doing here in this conversation and through this series is to spread that awareness of what's going on in the world right now and also in, a, in your local home place and, and just, just conversing on mask. You know, at first it may seem normal to, to just accept what's given to us, accept the mandate, accept what others say. Um, yet we all have the choice to move forward. And, and ultimately that's up to each of us as an individual, what we choose to believe. And the power of belief in this instant is tremendous. And I think it's really important that the best choices that we make are informed choices. Mm. And it's exceptionally important to broaden your knowledge if there is an area of contention and then you can speak knowing both sides of something as opposed to having a polarized idea of something and holding on to that and when you when you when when you get to that point of having a polarized belief that's not knowledge based that's faith based mm. it's not based on knowing the full picture so this is why i get very excited to have these kind of arguments because i believe that i can add much more substance to people to, to help people to understand uh, in, in a much broader way these kind of issues and the mask issue does sound like something that should be very simple and straightforward but believe me it's not and I think uh, what, what a beautiful way to wrap up that because we're going to take it much deeper and uh, I'm probably going to be venting a little bit. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in this chat. I uh, just want to invite you as well if you did like it just leave us a little like 
write us a comment if you didn't like it. No problems. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you want to get more uh, videos like this, just click that little bell button, uh, button to get notified for the next videos coming up. Otherwise, join us for part two on Earth Heroes TV, and we'll see you there, guys. Thanks so much, Dennis. Awesome. Thanks, Shay. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.